Welcome to the Word of a King podcast. It's where culture clashes with our calling, where preaching is more important than popularity, where we rightly divide and properly apply the scriptures, where we put to rest common and controversial issues. We do this by looking to the Word of a King. The key to understand the Word of God is for the author to show you what the thing says. If you understand that book, you get for the author. Then he opened their understanding. All right, this is take three for the live edition of the Word of a King podcast. Looks like we got good connectivity, had to drop a couple sources. But again, I am the host, Chad Reese, with me, the co-host, Brother Brian Bean, and our special guest, Brother DJ. Gentlemen, it's a blessing to have you all on as we were trying to get started and ran into some technical issues. Uh, but hopefully everyone is on now and we are streaming okay. But we got an exciting subject, and we're going to be talking about street preaching. Is it biblical? And uh, so let's just uh, maybe have some general comments. Brother Brian, first, just uh, maybe some general thoughts. What comes to your mind when you think of street preaching? Telling the lost world that they're lost and Jesus Christ is their only hope and he did everything to save them from hell. And I'm telling probably hundreds of thousands of people in my lifetime that they can be saved and it's free and any of them could have got saved and they heard how to get saved, which sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty uh, New Testament and biblical if you ask me. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Brother DJ, maybe maybe just before we get into any specifics, if someone mentions street preaching, what come to your mind? Good, bad, ugly? What's just some things you think of? Oh, definitely good. Opportunity to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to glorify him. He was publicly humiliated for you and I and lay down his life so now we could open uh, publicly open up our mouth to declare that he amen. is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yeah, amen. And so obviously it is no secret where we stand with street preaching. We are advocates of street preaching. I believe uh, it's biblical. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about different things. And we will get into, towards the end of this, some live question and comments in regards to street preaching. And so, again, just to kind of dive into this subject, we got another special guest that will be joining us in a little bit. But I uh, just want to kind of start us off by maybe talking about some uh, historical examples. And, you know, we talk about street preaching, and, and the question gets brought up, uh, should we do it? And I think the reason that it's brought up, and see so your gentleman's input on this, is because it's foreign to modern Christianity, for sure. <laughs> and uh, most churches don't do it. And because it's foreign, uh, they think it's odd and weird. But before we, we dive into the Bible, gentlemen, what's your just thoughts about church history in regards to uh, the example that was set before us? Brother Brian? Yeah, people throughout church history were public ministers. People like John Wesley and George yeah. Whitfield and um, General William Booth, founder yeah. of the Salvation Army, they were an army of just preachers, soldiers for Jesus Christ who, who went around because the churches didn't want them. It was kind of the riffraff of society. And they went around and publicly proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ, like the 12 apostles, like Jesus Christ, like John the Baptist, etc. Yeah. So it's, it's a great thing. And uh, how about you, brother DJ? Any, I know he hit a lot of them, but any just thoughts uh, historically as we look back throughout church history? Well, we know it's something that our forefathers did, that they uh, were persecuted for street preaching and they wouldn't take licenses to go out and preach in sure. the streets. They said, we're, we're not going to be licensed. This is what God's commissioned us to, to do. And oftentimes they, they were imprisoned or persecuted for their stand to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And so again, 2022, Laodicean Christianity. Hmm. Uh, we understand fully that it seems odd. It seems strange. But historically, and we're not even talking about the Bible yet, just historically, um, folks, open air preached the gospel, were witnesses. As Brother Brian mentioned, uh, I think most historians would attribute the Great Awakenings to open-air evangelism. I mean, those men you mentioned, like uh, John Wesley and George Whitfield, they didn't get the crowds by being in churches. And I'm not saying they never preached in churches, but you read of history, the accounts, how those men would preach in the fields and the open air, and, yeah. and thousands upon thousands of people would come to them. Yeah. But it was because of their open-air preaching 
Another one, Dwight D.L. Moody. I mean, everyone knows D.L. Moody, the great preacher D.L. Moody was. I was reading about him a little bit today. And they said he often would stop at the public courthouse and preach on the streets, or I'm sorry, the steps of the public courthouses. And they said he would get as many antagonizers as he would supporters, but he continued preaching. Another one I think of is Charles Spurgeon, you know, the Prince of Preachers. And Charles Spurgeon, uh, I like this quote. I I don't often quote Charles Spurgeon because we know he's uh, Calvinistic in doctrine. Uh, But I do like this quote. He said, no sort of defense is needed for preaching out of doors, but it would be needed, very potent argument to prove that a man had done his duty who has never preached beyond the walls of his meeting house. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a powerful quote. And uh, what's your thoughts about that, Brother DJ, in regards to a man? And and maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's evangelist, maybe it's some missionaries, but what's your thoughts in regards to that about uh, a God-called man who, who, you know, do you agree with Brother Spurgeon's quote in regards to that? Yeah, I think that's part of making your calling and election sure and doing the work of an evangelist that uh, you should be out in the streets and the highways and the byways compelling them to come in. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. Brother DJ, I got a comment there that said, uh, Brother Green Show said, if you can scoot up to your microphone a little bit, so you must be a little quiet. And also, Brother Brian, will you take the number two, the orange slider, just slide him up just a little bit, because if he's down a little bit, we can turn him up some. Appreciate the feedback, and uh, definitely we'll get Brother DJ a little bit closer. Um, Any thoughts on that, Brother Brian? What's your thoughts on a man who's called of God to preach the gospel that will not or is against street preaching he's ignorant he's not biblical (laughs) he's lame he's probably uh either a little wimpy or and i'm not like this big strong man i don't have the reputation i'm fine with that but it's anything anyone can do it but i don't know he maybe his wife runs him that's a lot of a lot of it it's not a very womanly the women aren't into it for the most part so i don't know what's going on they read their bible and love jesus christ and want to reach sinners there's thousands, sometimes tens of thousands yeah. of sinners at public events, at sporting events, at concerts, Super Bowl, you know, whatever the case is, there's always somewhere close to pretty much anyone where thousands or tens of thousands of people are gathered mm-hmm. and to not want to reach those people with, with publicly preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure the guy, you can still be a good, decent yeah. Christian, but that's pretty lame for somebody who doesn't want to do it. And I think it's just misconceptions. It's ignorance of the Bible, or it's just fear, or it's kind of effeminate or something. Something's going on yeah. if they don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that for a moment. And again, I, I think if we're all honest and I'll just speak for myself, you know, I was saved probably about a year and a half. And, uh, and then I went down to PBI and I found myself on a street corner on a Saturday afternoon for the first time by myself. And, and it, again, I, I will just be honest. I was afraid. I remember the very first time, you know, young young man, and my knees were knocking. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but the point is, you, as a man, a God called man, you overcome those fears because you understand this is what God's called us to do. But uh, brother DJ, maybe uh, just for a moment, uh, your first time street preaching. I think uh, uh, somewhere between the years around eighteen to twenty, and I can remember preaching in front of some of the Dearborn Public uh, High Schools going out with Brother Bill, Brother George, and we were preaching for half hour, 45 minutes, just shotgun preaching to the kids as they were getting ready to go into school. And then we went off to work and labored with our hands. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brother Brian? Maybe a uh, first time you've ever street preached. What's... Oh, I remember my first time. <laughs> so I was non-denominational, charismatic, Christian rock music, contemporary for two years. Then I became a Baptist. And then I get a hold of this Ruckman fellow. Maybe a year <laughs> after I became a, I was a Fundy Baptist, I got in the King James movement and all that. And, um... He kept talking about street preaching. So I had these buddies that were, they were, I was probably uh, 19, 20 years old. They were both seniors in high school. Then I had a friend a couple years older, Tim Stevens. And we were all buddies. We'd watch Chalk Talks all night and we wanted to go street preaching. So I found a video from Beale Street Blast, which is a big convention yeah. of like hundreds of street preachers in Memphis. So I ordered this video and I said, guys, I ordered this video. We're going to watch the video, learn what to do, and then we'll go and do that. And then these guys, no, this is before I met those last two, but they found out I was going to, Tim's like, Beam's going to street preach. We're going to go street preaching. And they're all pumped up. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Let's go to University of Toledo, which is this huge campus in Toledo. And like, wait a minute, guys, I haven't got this video yet. So we did it anyway. Without <laughs> watching, I've never seen one in my life street preach. And so we street preached. I pre- they didn't preach the first time. I preached by myself. We preached an hour and a half and they passed out tracks and these 
it was during finals and I got these liberal teachers cussing me out because this is finals. And I'm like, I'm preaching the gospel here, lady, but I'm preaching and preaching and preaching and people yelling at us. And it was just a wild scene. And then I got this video a few days later in the mail and I watched it and they did just what I did. They preached the Bible. I didn't know what to do. You just get out there, open your mouth, you know, learn a few scriptures, grow up in the Lord and preach the Bible, tell people how to be saved, tell them they're lost, tell them what saves them, tell them what doesn't save them. It's awesome. It was fun. It was exciting. And I've been doing it ever since. And two of one, one of those guys is a missionary to Scotland. Amen. Brother Tim Stevens, a pastor in Sioux City, Iowa, a Bible believer, PBI grads. And uh, so, yeah, we loved it. It was, it was great. We were hooked. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I say that because maybe, you know, you are watching this podcast and you never street preached before. We understand there there is some anxiety about it. There It is seem odd and different. And, but I promise you, if you do it, you'll be glad you did something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's no doubt, gentlemen, we talked about briefly about the historical examples and we could spend time on that. But that really brings us up to modern times. And you already mentioned it, my testimony, Brother Brian's testimony, and, and even with the influence of Brother DJ, if he wants to, he can tell more. But really, I think most people that street preach, now I know there's exceptions, there's other groups out there, but they're somehow, some way influenced or connected to Ruckmanites, right? And uh, Dr. Ruckman's uh, influence lives on many years after he's, you know, he's passed, uh, he's dead yet speaketh. Uh, but it is mostly Bible believers who street preach. Yeah. And um, um, so that is the influence that we all come from. Um, Brother DJ, obviously, uh, Brother... Um, uh, Brian just mentioned his testimony, but uh, I know you talked about Brother Bill and, and yeah. Brother George, but uh, uh, maybe talk a little bit about the influence too from Dr. Ruckman. Yeah, we uh, attended a church 20 years back that uh, they didn't go out street preaching, so some of us brothers would just get together and we started doing that. And when Dr. Ruckman used to come up into town up at, here in Michigan, then we'd go out there and see him because this was just some preaching we, uh, we've never heard before. And we weren't getting that from the regular preaching teaching from the pulpit. And we were just excited. We were eating it up, and we were just excited about the things of God. And we were kind of the anomaly. We are kind of the maybe the weird guys, yeah, but we were sheep. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and definitely, you know, God's called us to be a peculiar people. And you will be peculiar. You will yeah. be odd. You will be different than modern Christianity. But I want to be odd. That's I want to be different. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Modern-day Christianity is nothing to write home about. But uh, so, so again, gentlemen, to keep us moving along, because we got to, you know, want to take your comments. We want to take some questions. We also got another special guest to bring on. Um, that now kind of let's transition into just briefly and uh, start with you, Brother Brian. Uh, just mentioned, I know you kind of already did, but let, let's reiterate just some biblical examples and where we see clearly that open air, street preaching, public evangelism is biblical. Yeah, pretty much all the preachers in the Bible were public preachers. Yeah. Yes, they had synagogues, and yes, Jesus spoke in the temple, and yes, Paul went and disputed in the house of or in the uh, school of one Tyrannus, and he disputed in the synagogues. But Paul was a public street preacher. He was a river street preacher. In Acts 16, he goes yeah. down to the river and Amen. witnesses to yeah. a bunch of women, and Lydia gets saved. He was a jail preacher. He was a jailed, and then he preached the gospel, and the uh, Philipp yeah, Philippian jailer got saved. He went in, uh, in Acts 17, he preached in Mars Hill, which was an open yeah, hill. Amen. It was a market. He disputed in the markets daily. He preached in Mars Hill. Jesus Christ preached on a, I don't know, Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ preached on a mountain yeah, publicly. Amen. He preached in a boat to people. Jeremy, I'm going through an Old Testament survey. The prophets were finishing up uh, Lighthouse Bible Institute. Amos was a preacher that says they hate him that rebuketh in the gate. Amos was a public preacher. Right. And the king's like, get out of here, go back to Judah and preach there. And he's like, hey, man, I'm just a herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. God told me to preach to you. And then he just starts preaching harder to him. He's like, your kids are going to die and all this kind of thing to the king. And yeah, the Bible's full of public ministers. The sinners are out there. They're not coming to church. We don't have thousands of people coming to church, getting, right. coming to the altar and getting saved. That's not happening. You go out yeah. into the world, preach the gospel, and get them saved out there. Amen. Amen. Any other uh, just maybe comments, Brother DJ, about biblical examples? Sorry, I took or? them off from Yeah, no, he had a lot yeah. of them. Uh, Jonah was another one. He yeah. was called to go to a go. Gentile city, to Nineveh, yeah. and preach to them. So God wasn't working just with the Jews, but he also was concerned about those Gentiles, that they were going to see the great light, and they were going, God was going to use the Jews to influence the Gentiles. And uh, we were just told to go preach, whether it be in the housetops. Yeah. That you have something that you need to preach, and you need to say, John the Baptist, as Brian mentioned, he'd preach in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. And the disciples were told to preach in their cities. 
So they went all about the cities of uh, Israel preaching in their cities. Amen, brother. And uh, I love that. I think it was a sermon you preached, and you know, you do a lot of preaching and teaching, brother Brian. So I don't remember what it was, but you talked about where you should not preach at. Yeah. And then you went through the list of the boat, the river, the mountain, you know, and all that. Basically, you should preach anywhere. But uh, I love right. how you delivered <laughs> that. But I, I mean, again, the, the Bible's filled. If you read the Bible, you you will read that obviously all the Old Testament prophets, and you know, that's God's commission. They were preachers, as brother DJ just mentioned, Jonah, the greatest revival recorded in the Bible comes from a man who proclaims, you know, God's judgments come in open air preaching from Jonah. He spoke eight words and brought a great revival. Um, again, I know you guys already mentioned it, but I had a little bit layer of context. According to the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest prophet who ever lived, John the Baptist, mm -hmm. that's his platform was the wilderness. Right. You know, so, um, you know, it just uh, amazes me that modern-day Christians are against open-air preaching when the example is set before us. I, uh, I was thinking about this, and, and I wrote down this statement, and I, I believe it's true. To be against street preaching is to be against the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. If you're against street preaching, you're against yeah. the Bible. Yes. Now, I didn't say if you don't street preach, you're against the Bible. I said if you are against street preaching, you're against the Bible. And uh, as uh, we know, there's probably a lot of good Christians that love the Lord Jesus Christ who's just never been encouraged or never street preached in their life. But we encourage you, go out there and do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's historical examples. We have biblical examples. But let's transition into the good that we have seen personally in our own lives in regards to street preaching. And uh, I don't want to set this up or frame it in any way. When I mean the good, I mean any aspect of good. So, uh, Brother Brian, why don't you give us some thoughts about some good? Yeah, just over the years preaching, um, I have led people to the Lord. I've had other people lead people to the Lord. And it's just a great testimony. You're out there with scripture signs. There might be uh, picture drawings. There's men preaching to God. Everybody knows who you are. They don't think you're selling shoes or right. selling uh, <laughs> right. fake knockoff Rolex watches that we all, everybody knows what you're doing and who you are. It's very clear and plain. So anybody that wants to get saved can come to you. But I got kind of a different story. My two best friends for years, James Kelly and J Jamie Twardzik, I met them both, not even preaching with them. I was out and about, had nothing to do with them and ran into them street preaching. They were street preaching on their own with, with other people, not with me. One time I was backslidden, and I think because of that encounter with James Kelly, I got back in the church Amen. Uh, seven years ago, whatever it was, because I met a man, and we later became good friends. We're still friends today. Same with Jamie Twardzik. We've gone to blowouts together. We've yeah. street preached probably hundreds of times together. I met him because he was out there on the streets preaching. Amen. So, I mean, there's all, all kinds of different reasons, all kinds of blessings the Lord will give you. But yeah, yeah, it does a lot of good. It, it sets you apart from the world. It, it lets your people and you know yeah. what the world thinks of your Savior. Right. Yes, yeah. sir. And yeah, getting the gospel out to tons of people is pretty good. Yeah, amen, brother. That is pretty good. <laughs> brother DJ, how about you? Just uh, maybe just anything you think about the good that comes from it. Well, I can think of a situation, and it was uh, quite some years back, and we were preaching over in uh, South Haven, and we're on this little hill overlooking the canal, and it was for the uh, 4th of July festiv uh, festivities. And I had a gentleman come up to me after listening to us for a little while and said, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. And he was a, a Gideon gentleman that puts Bibles in uh, hotels. Of course and he was. I, I didn't think he would be one that would be opposed to the preaching. Right. And uh, it just seemed like the Lord just was going to have the last word that day. And uh, that day, four men actually bowed the knee right Amen. in the grass, right on the concrete, got down, prayed with some of the preachers that I want to be saved. Amen. I hear this message of the Jesus Christ. He needs to be my Lord and Savior, recognize who they are, that they stand before a mighty, righteous, holy God, and they bow the knee and cried out to God to the saving of their soul that day. And so God has the last laugh, even though the methodology that people are so concerned with today that his way is to preach the word of God. And so we're just obedient, and he got the increase that day. Amen, brother. And uh, I, I know Brother Brian has seen it too, and I personally have seen it. We have seen people get saved on the streets from street preaching. And uh, But also, we'll be very honest, it doesn't happen often. That's, that's uh, not the norm. But I think this is where people misunderstand the good. Right. You know, I think they always ask, you know, you get done and you street preach or you post some pictures about street preaching, trying to encourage the brethren. And, you know, someone will always ask, well, did anyone get saved? And we want people to get saved. But I think um, the wrong thinking 
has people negative towards street preaching. I think we need to be reminded God did not call us to save people. Right. He's the one that saves people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's called us to preach the gospel. And so what I mean is the church is so pragmatic. Mm-hmm. They outweigh, does it, is good come from it? Or can I see the good come from it? If I can't see good come from it, I'm not going to do it. That's not how God's called us. He's called us to walk by faith. That's biblical. That's worldly thinking. Exactly. It's pragmatic. It's just worldly wisdom. And so if no one ever got saved from street preaching, I guarantee by the grace of God, all three of us would still do it. Because we are not measuring when we go out onto the street if someone got saved. Was it good or not? What we're measuring is, did we please the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we fulfilling our calling? And again, as you said, Brother Brian, it's just not biblical. We know, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where he talks about how one planted another water, God gave the increase. Right. We know the the uh, the sowing of uh, the seed, you know, how it falls on different ground. That whole parable, the idea is what? You sow the seed, right. and it's going to fall on different ground. So the biblical method is just to go forth and preach the gospel. And yes, we want to see people get saved, mm-hmm. but if they get saved or not, is not the measure of good from street preaching. Right. Yeah, and the question could be, or the answer could be probably, but not, I didn't see anyone personally get saved. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure people get saved all the time. Sure. How many people have already been witnessed to have heard the gospel? Maybe they got a family member. Somebody has witnessed to them, a coworker, they've read gospel tracts and then they see a street preaching and they get saved right then and there. Yeah. But we don't know about it. Sure. I mean, Jesus didn't say go and sign people up and get them to bow the knee. That's where to preach the gospel. Amen. Brother. And, the, and preaching the gospel does more than get people to come to you and accept Jesus Christ. So you can say, I got, we got one today, which is great, of course, but it, it's uh, it's that ground, and it yeah. breaks up ground. Preaching does a lot of stuff. Amen. Maybe God will show us at the day of judgment. Somebody says, "I never heard or I didn't know." Roll the tape. To, yeah. uh, 2021. Right. These guys are on the street corner. Amen. Bro. Every car, thousands of cars pass by when we're out there, and anybody can get saved. They could stop right there and get saved. And right. God will use that at the, at the white throne judgment. Right. Amen. I mean, there's more more than just about how many people got saved. Yeah. Any other comments on that, brother? Yeah. It says over there uh, in Romans uh, 3:19 that every mouth will be stopped. And all the world will become guilty, guilty before God. Just like yeah. Brother Brian was saying, that God has, he reserves himself a witness out there. And he calls men to be that witness, to open our mouth, to declare Jesus Christ is Lord. And he uh, He will judge righteously when he judges. And part of that is he, that he has men go out there to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know uh, sometimes people will ask, well, did you lead any people to the Lord? And well, if you're preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, said, yeah, I led every one of them to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. But what they do with that, that's up to that's them. Right? That's them good. and God. Amen. Amen. Leading and, them to the truth, leading them to the gospel, what they need and what they do with it. Obviously, that's between them and the Lord. And if results are the end all be all, then Jeremiah was a loser. Right. Ezekiel was a loser. You know who else was a loser? God was a loser. Yeah. God said, go ahead and preach to them, but they're not going to hear you. If you were sent to someone of a strange language, they would hear you, but they're not going to hear you. Right. But God still called. Why? Amen. God must not know what he's doing if these people are right. What Paul many times in the book of Acts preached, and you know how many people got saved? Zero. Paul got beat up. He got stoned at Iconium in Acts chapter 14 and left for dead. Second Corinthians 12, he went up to the third heaven. Paul was jailed. A lot of times Paul preached and nobody got saved and they ran him out of town and he had to flee for his life. Why? Because they didn't receive his message. Well, then Paul was a loser too, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if that's how you're going to base right. it, they're once again, ignorant of the Bible. Absolutely. That's not brother. the only reason to, to exist for ministry is to... Uh, count how many people, you know? Right. Yeah. And again, that goes back to that just pragmatism, looking at results versus obedience to Christ. And, and pride too. So yeah. I can tell, oh, I got this many saved. And sure. That's part of it. But Absolutely. And so uh, beyond soul saved, and we've all seen them, praise the Lord for that. And one day, I believe, like you said, Brother Brian, we'll truly see the result of preaching before thousands upon thousands of the people. And uh, the Lord will, will reward accordingly. But beyond that, there is other good that comes from it. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, we, we got a special guest, and we're going to introduce him at this time. And uh, I'll let Brother, uh, the special guest, <laughs> introduce himself, and we'll talk about some of the good. And so let me unmute you. And uh, Brother, it is a blessing to have you on with us. You it's are ble- some of the good. It's a blessing you are to be here fruit. with you, brother. Amen. That's came on it. So go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, maybe just tell us a little bit how you met us um, and go from oh. there, brother. Okay. My name is Peter Kaiser. 
Um, I met these guys. I was going to give up on uh, going to church. I had just got saved, and um, I was going from church to church looking for where the Lord would have me to be. And um, I uh, was out handing out gospel tracts, and, and some of the places that I went to, they I noticed that they weren't going out preaching. They weren't going to tell people about the Lord the way the Lord was putting it um, in my spirit to do so. And so I uh, was out at a, a uh, doing some laundry one day, handing out uh, gospel tracts over in Lincoln Park. And um, I decided to go drive my car after I was uh, handing out gospel tracts. And I seen um, Brother Chad and Brother DJ out there holding up signs and preaching. Um, so I pulled over and I, and I prayed and I said, Lord, if this is what you'd have me to do, um, then may this one work out. Because those other ones, I, I wanted to go tell people about what just happened to me, how he saved me. I was a sinner and need the Savior and he saved me. Yeah. And um it would, I just couldn't help it. It was just in me to do that. And uh, so I, I met I met Brother Chad and Brother DJ. They were out there preaching. Um, and I was just from that moment on, I was just like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is yeah. what the Lord, the Lord put it on my heart. This is what I want you to do. And I I was just like, all right, Lord, show me how to do that. And I'm so thankful to um, to be at Lighthouse. I, 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 I'm just so thankful because I was praying about uh you know, better understanding the Bible and everything. Before I even met these guys, I wanted to uh, better understand it. And I, I met Brother Chad after that street preaching, um, and I asked him where he went to school, and he told me he went to PBI. And um, I said, well, I was thinking about going there. I said, I can't really afford it. What should I do? I'm not, and he told me to pray about it. Uh, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, I would like to go out there to learn the Bible better, but if you got another plan, could you please, uh, please show me and lead me to it? And then next thing you know, Brother Brian showed up on the scene, and uh, you, you guys started doing the LBI Institute, and the Lord brought PBI to me, yeah, uh, and, and, and I'm learning to, to preach, the, preach the Word of God, and, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful for it, and, and I totally get what you're saying that, yeah, you might not see uh, the results right away, but I, I remember when I was... When I was when I met you guys, that a guy had walked up right after I I got done talking to you guys, and uh, he said something. What did he say to you guys, brother brother Chad? He said that this doesn't work, didn't he say? Yeah, right, right. He did. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's I'm, I'm living proof. It, it definitely works because I've I've never seen anybody else out of all the churches I've gone to uh, go out and and hold up signs and and go street preaching. And it was it was such a blessing to see some more guys out there that wanted to serve the Lord and weren't afraid to. I mean, Amen. we're on the weak side here. I, I I I don't have any fear except the fear of God, and I'm I'm thankful that if He's on my side, I have nothing to fear at all. Amen, brother. And uh, you know, you're exactly right. I remember that clearly. And I even told that gentleman that day, this is before we even really got to know you. I said, what do you mean it doesn't know good, any good? These two gentlemen are talking to us. Right. And uh, how many <laughs> years has that been, brother Peter? Um, it had to have been like around 20, 2018, 2019, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, so going on probably three years at least or close to it. And uh, mm -hmm. Peter uh, has been with us ever since. So, uh, Peter, you are a blessing to all three of us gentlemen here mm -hmm. and the folks at Lighthouse. And you are living proof of the good that street preaching public ministry does. And I just want to follow up with that thought. Beyond Soul Saved, I find that our folks at Lighthouse Baptist Church are excited. There, there's life there. There's mm, energy there. Yeah. Uh, the men, the women, the children, they want to go out and minister. Yeah. And uh, so uh, you're just living proof of that. Gentlemen, any, any words for Peter before we uh, say goodbye to him? Amen. Love you, Peter. <laughs> Amen. Love you guys. You're a blessing, Thank brother you. Peter. Keep up that zeal. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for coming on, brother. It was great. It was quite the blessing. And uh, again, brother Micaiah and Hannah, I'm not sure because they have their joint account, said, amen, Peter, you are a blessing. So praise the Lord. And uh, thanks for coming on. You are the good that God has blessed us with. He gave us a handful of purposes. But there's more Peters out there. There's other men out there. There's other ladies out there that want truth, right. that want a church, that right. has some boldness about them, that is excited to serve Jesus Christ. Um, any parting words, Brother Peter, anything you want to say to those watching and listening? You know what? Do something for the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's that's the only thing that matters. And and don't be afraid or ashamed of it. The, the Bible says uh, to be unashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to be around brethren that want to serve the Lord. And that encourages me to want to serve yep. the Lord. And I pray that mm -hmm. I'll encourage somebody else to want to serve the Lord by what I've uh, learned through you, brethren, and, and what the Lord has taught me uh, through his word.
Amen, brother. Well, God bless. We're going bless. to uh, sign you off now, and you can join us live, s put some comments on there. Again, thanks for right. joining, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. And that, All right. for those that don't know, Peter is probably the most faithful member of our church. He's there hour, hour and a half, two hours early, um, almost every service, does work around the church, helps out, greeter. attends every single class at Lighthouse uh, Bible Institute. He, he's just a blessing. He's a greeter. He opens the door, witnesses to everybody, any visitors we get, and he, he has a very uh, infectious personality. He's very friendly, he's, and he, he can just deal with anyone. And he's just a blessing, and that's because of street preaching. Yeah, amen. And that'll attract people who want. There aren't many. It will turn off a lot of Christians, I admit that. And not to be mean, but some of those Christians, you might not might not want them in there. Right, they, right. They might be weak and watery and worldly, and it, it's going to attract stronger Christians. So that's, that's some other good fruit of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so what we're going to transition into now is we're going to talk about some objections. So at this time, if you know, maybe you have some objections, maybe that's not you personally, maybe you've heard some objections, but if mm. you want to go ahead and type them in there, we'll, we'll try to address them along the way, or maybe some other comments, maybe put in uh, the chat box, how old you were the first time you went street preaching. And if you're a lady, the first time you went out there and held mm. a, a you know, scripture sign. So why don't you go ahead and put something in the chat box, let us know. Uh, but let's start, uh, Brother DJ, just uh, when people are critical towards street preaching, what are some objections that you have heard over the years? Well, one of the one that's kind of a little bit funny is uh, they'll tell you you're scaring the children, <laughs> but yet they'll let their children watch horror movies, nah. and wicked movies and stuff <laughs> like that. And Preach. that are kind of all kinds of uh, wicked, scary movies that they're putting in front of their eyes and Children have nightmares, but yet the preaching of the Word of God is supposed to scare the children. Well, maybe it might scare them out of hell. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they might consider that this God is serious, and He means business, and He is going to judge righteously. And that should put a little fear and intrepidation in you. And so that was some uh, objection oftentimes that I hear that, well, don't scare the children, or you're running away my business. And well, we're, we're not out there to promote a business. We're out there to uh, lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that is uh, kind of a, one of those silly, funny, um, and it, funny, it's not funny, it's sad, but objections you hear about scaring children. But yeah, the hypocrisy is on display. I mean, what should scare children is what they see at the library, who's reading the books nowadays. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that is. Uh, we'll probably get some uh, comments about that. But anyways, uh, trying, to, trying to not get us censored too much. But anyways, but I mean, preaching the gospel, telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ, that that's the truth. That's what they need. Brother Brian, how about objections that you've heard? I know we already covered it doesn't work. But beyond that, what are some other objections? Right. Well, just kind of a general, I remember in, I was at Pensacola Beach preaching. There's thousands of people on Pensacola Beach, and I'm publicly preaching the gospel, and thousands of people heard the gospel. And it's, and by the way, I mentioned the saved person to you criticize. It's always saved people that are mostly uh, saved people that will criticize you. And this woman's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm preaching the gospel. because, hey, listen, I'm a Christian too, but isn't, I said, there's a better way. I'm like, what better way is it? She goes, well, there's a better way than this. I said, I just, I said, you're a Christian. Yes. I said, are you saved? Yes. I said, there was, do you believe lost people who aren't born again are going to go to hell? She said, yes. And I said, and I'm telling them the gospel of Jesus Christ that saves them. I'm telling thousands of people how they can be saved from hell. And you got a problem with that? And she didn't say anything. I mean, I think she, it finally set in. Yeah. And I said, if you got a better way for me to preach to thousands of people, I'm all ears. Like, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> what better way? And it's free and it's biblical. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it's just the fanaticism of it just because it's Laodicea. We're not fanatics. Everybody used to do it a hundred years ago. Right. Everyone in the Bible did it. It's just, it's just weird. It's different. It, it lukewarm churches. So it's, yeah, it's, people's it, mindsets are warped in America. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said is a hundred percent true. And, uh, I'll have brother DJ follow up comic cause I'm trying to do something, but you know, it's this, this idea that most of our opposition truly is from quote unquote Christians, you yeah. know, that profess right. to be saved. And, and they always say it's not the right way mm -hmm. and it's the wrong way to do it. That's a big objection. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it baffles me because we've already talked about how it's biblical, yeah. but then usually when you ask these people, well, what is the right way? They usually stumble over the words and they really, they're not actively out. You got to live it or lifestyle evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. And so definitely I don't understand that objection. Uh, any other objection, brother DJ, you might come across, um, from Christians or non-Christians in regards to, uh, you know, street preaching. Well, sometimes I'll have, have had people come up and they tell me, well, what you're preaching is irrelevant. And I'll look at them and say, 
to warn someone to flee from the wrath to come isn't relevant today in the day we live in? Was it only thousands of years ago relevant to the people that live there? And we have this idea that we want this uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, long-haired hmm. hippie Jesus to right. kind of come strolling down the street with, you know, little peace signs and kind of... I don't know, butterflies and <laughs> unicorns bouncing around them or something, some of this like lovey-dovey Jesus. But that same message that Jesus Christ preached was relevant as much as it was then thousands of years ago. It's still relevant today. It's still the power of God that will save you into salvation. And so it is very relevant today, and uh, people just they can't handle the Jesus of the Bible. They want to make a, a Jesus up in their own mind who they can appreciate, a God of their own mind that they can accept. And, well, that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, and I think to just kind of move on with this point, and, and uh, I'll just say one more thing, unless you guys got anything else, is a lot of times what I'll hear is, well, it's not loving, kind of similar to what you said, mm -hmm. and it's the same yep. vein of thought. And uh, obviously, we did a whole podcast on it, but the love of God is found in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Bible's very clear. God is just not, you know, up there just hugging and, you know, just can't wait to meet sinners. No, the wrath of God abideth on them. It's only the long suffering and grace of God Amen. Uh, that, that we all are not consumed already. So what we are telling them is the most loving thing yes. that anyone could ever tell them, right. how they can be reconciled to a holy God, how they can have a relationship with the creator, but it only comes through the gospel the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they must receive him as their savior. You can't get any more loving than that. Right. No. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, I, we gave out a chance, and I'm not sure who's all on there, but uh, no one else typed any objections. Uh, but uh, Brother Greenshield said, my first time street preaching. Well, actually, you know what? Let me do this, brother. Let's let's pull, pull up your comment here. And uh, let's see here. I'll read it kind of as we go. So we appreciate you joining us, brother. It's a blessing that you're uh, watching us live. And he it's says... Photo. It's a photo of him street preaching. Yeah, amen, <laughs> brother. I like that picture. Amen. My first time street preaching was April 1st, 2022, and I'm 18 years old. Wow. I went with a few of the young guys from your church and a few other churches. I'm hooked on it. Amen. Wow, amen. Well, we're, that's a blessing, brother. That's a wonderful testimony. And uh, you are a blessing to our young men. We appreciate you. And uh, keep doing it. There's nothing better than to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, at this time, again, we've got a couple more subjects, but anyone else, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, maybe mention how old you were when you street preach, any objections, anything you have you want to mention, we'll read them as we go along. If they want to see good fruit, look at some of our, pretty much all our teens in our church. Yeah. Our teen young men. 15, 14, 16, 78, Brother Jonathan Greenshield is 18 years old from, right. from another, he's not even from our church, different churches, guys get together. Our teens get together on their own without the adults and want a street preacher, right. excited yeah. about it. And I know that's not the norm, praise the Lord our, that we have that in our church, but they're excited Amen. about street preaching. They're going tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On their own, they're, right. they, they want to do it. Well, why can't you guys have that at your church? There's you people that are against street preaching. Right. Look, at the, look at it, it, pro it provokes zeal. It, it gets people excited and get... They don't all have to be Laodicean, lukewarm Christians. They're, they're, we can have some teens that, that want to be militant for Jesus Christ, so that's a blessing. Amen. You might know this person. Wait, there you are, but it's not you. Oh, my wife? Yeah, amen. Sister Tammy said, the first time I went street preaching was before Brian and I were married. I was 28 years old and never heard of street preaching. A few friends of Brian's started coming to the church where I grew up and got a bunch of us together on a Friday night and we went to a bad section of Toledo and the guys preached and we ladies passed out tracks. I loved it then. And I love it now doing it alongside my husband. Oh, how Amen. sweet. Honestly, I do not even remember that. <laughs> Cause she said 28 when we met, she was 29 or 30. Like, Wait, she must have the years wrong. But no, she actually went before I even really right. knew her right. with, with the church. I forgot we even did that. That yeah. was at a fundy church that we had Praise some guys Lord. street preaching. They, they kind of supported it, which she was She said, the last part there I didn't <laughs> read is thankful to be able to do something for the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen, sister. What a blessing. And that, that is so true. And, it, and it's a wonderful thing to see husbands and wives and children mm -hmm. out there on the street it together. Unites. It yeah. unites. It, it is. It is. I, I like, you know, coming from the military, a background, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, we are to war, good warfare. Yep. We're supposed to be good soldiers for Jesus Christ. And so what church is for me, and I believe this is a biblical uh, 
principle is that's the training ground, right? That's the feeding. That's the sharpening your weapon, learning your weapon. Mm -hmm. But going out and ministering is the battle. And you know what happens when you fight together? I'm talking about in secular war, it's the band of brothers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you fought a war together. And so this is what happens when churches mm. get active and go out. There's a band of brothers there. That's right. good. And Brother DJ uh, is very close to some older men in his life. And you can talk about that for a moment, brother, because you guys did fight together all these years. Yeah. Yeah. I can mention with uh, Brother Rob and uh, uh, Brother George, Brother Bill, and the, used to be another brother back in the day, Brother Matt. And then we went out many, many times preaching. Uh, it's probably been almost about around 24 years for me street preaching with these men. And like I said, we came, we came from a fundamental church that that wasn't what they did there. No one did that besides us. But that would be a good question for you to ask your pastor. Is, yeah. Hey, can we go out and do this? Let's, let's just follow the Bible, the biblical example from the Bible, and let's just do what Jesus did. And uh, there's many different examples in there. You don't have to be as bold as maybe some other men. You just open your mouth, preach, and when you get done, just step down and let someone else. Amen. Amen. Uh, sister, I believe this is Hannah, because just reading the comments ahead of time, said, I grew up in church my whole life. The first time I went out to hold uh, street signs was one of our first services at Lighthouse. I stood with Sister Pam, Sister Valerie, and mm. Sister Karen. So thankful for those ladies and the legacy they have left for such a faithful, um, for such faithful women. God has truly been good to us. Micaiah's first time was with Lighthouse also. We love our church. This is Hannah. Yep, I was I guessed right. I didn't get to the end, but praise the Lord, sister. We love both of you too, and you are a blessing. And it is just a blessing to see so many folks excited about going out to the street corner. So that is just... I can't, you know, just, uh, I get so excited, gentlemen, when, you know, it's uh, our Wake Street ministry, and I'm not even going to mention numbers because that's irrelevant, but I just get excited that so many people want to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I stand in awe. I'm shocked often. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say this, my wife grew up in a fundy church knocking doors since she was probably five, and I can speak for myself, and just from what I've heard, most most of the people at our church, and I would say in general, well, at least of our crowd enjoy street preaching yeah. more and think it's you know easier right like knocking doors i don't mind it or anything but it's it's not as rewarding sure. i mean if you lead someone to the lord it is or have a good conversation with someone but street preaching and i've heard a lot of the women say it like if you've never done it that's my point if you've never right. done it, it's intimidating it seems weird i'm telling you to me it's much easier you just you're just preaching kind of the air you're not like talking to people now and then you get hecklers and all that but especially if you're just street preaching at a corner it's sure. not it's actually pretty easy. Amen. Not that that should be the motivation, but it, it's, I, I think, more enjoyable than door knocking. Not that it's better or worse, just, yeah. just in the flesh even. It's just, just an easier thing. It, it, so don't be discouraged by it. It may seem kind of intimidating whatever if you've never done it, or even some of the fundy churches that they're all in knocking doors. They're, out and they're, they're right. in the getting the gospel out and doing bus routes, and that's fine. We're not, we do the knocking doors. Amen. But try street preaching. It's not as scary as it seems. So. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's, let's move on. We talked about objections. No one else left any comments in regards to objections they've heard. So let's move on. And, I, and this is important to me. Yes. And I know it's important to you gentlemen too. Let's talk for a few minutes about the right way to street preach. Then we'll talk about the wrong way. So Brother DJ, I know you have years and years of experience of street preaching. Uh, maybe just whatever you want to mention, what you think is important in regards to preaching the right way. I'm going to just back up a little bit on one of your comments. Yeah. Um, you talked about when the families go out there. I think that's a good principle to establish when the husband and the wife go out and they bring sure. their children. I think that is to start that right there, that you take your family out there and, and your family gets to see you lifting up the name of the Lord, uh, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. that he might be lifted up. It helps you to identify with your Savior and you realize the reproach and the ridicule and the scorn that people think of you. They look at your wife, they look at your children. Yeah. But it also does help them to realize that you're just a you're just a family man. You're not some crazy right wing sure. wacko out there or something. But that you're actually a family man. You work, you have a family. It shows some uh, credibility Amen. that you uh, have a family, you dress decently. We When we go out, we don't look like we're going to the beach or something yeah. like that. We dress in nice, modest clothing. We look like a, an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. And I think that that starts the, the principle right there, bringing your family out there. And then how you do it 
um, you don't need to be screaming at people. I guess that's kind of the wrong way, but <laughs> yeah. you just preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift him up, and uh, you can keep your commentary to yourself. I mean, we might ad-lib some, but if you stick with the Bible, quoting the Bible, you won't go wrong. Right. If you apply it properly. Sure. Amen. Rightly divided. And so we'll talk more about that when we get into the wrong way. But uh, Brother Brian, maybe some suggestions, even tips, and maybe someone wants to do it for the first time, or just in general, what is the right way to go out there as a New Testament gospel preacher? I have loudly, you do, do it loudly, but not yelling. People right. say, don't yell at me. Yelling is, you bunch it. That's yelling. That's shouting. You say, the, and speak clearly. Amen. Speak slowly. Jesus died for sinners. Are you saved? Believe on the, that's what you're, you're just quoting Bible, making comments. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's not through Mary. It's not through baptism. Amen. It's through Jesus Christ. And you quote a verse. And get, there's all different ways that you don't have to do it this way. Speak loudly and clearly. You're not yelling at them. Speak it in love. Yeah. I've seen videos. I've been with guys that are mocking people. Ah, ha, ha, and we're going to burn like bacon and crispy. Like, yeah. that, that's, not, that's not right. That, that's not what you do. You preach the Bible. Amen. New, Paul's gospel, not, not Old Testament. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> not a kingdom gospel, right. John the Baptist, not preaching a, what, uh, the everlasting gospel, Revelation sure. 14, or anything like that. And uh, you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what you're preaching, the gospel of Jesus. That's the right way. That's what Paul did over and over. And I have them written down somewhere. We don't have time to get into it. I went through the book of Acts and wrote down every time Paul preached and what he preached. He preached publicly, he preached in the synagogues. Preach the gospel. Yeah. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Yeah. That's what Paul preached. That's what we are to preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's Amen. the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And I love all of your guys' points. I, just to piggyback on Brother DJ, I do think it's important. The right way is to serve God with your family. Get your children out there young. Serve God with your wife. Uh, one of those stories talking about hecklers, we were in Ann Arbor, and my wife was with me and children, I think children were with us at that time. And uh, I was across the street preaching, and some woman, educated Ann Arbor woman, mm. said, I'm sure glad that's not my husband. <laughs> my wife was standing right next to her, and she said, that's mine. <laughs> so praise the Lord. It's good to have a godly wife that will go Amen. to the highway and hedges with you, and, and you'll stand there. We, we believe in, you know, they're not street preachers. We believe in them having a meek and quiet spirit, but they sure can pass out a gospel track. They can hold a scripture sign. They can witness to folks out there. And so that is the right way. I, I agree about being loudly. Sometimes we get criticized. Well, we go to the streets because we want people to hear us. Right. You're fighting with traffic noise. You're fighting with music and yeah. cars and everything else. So yeah, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Amen. And uh, so yes, do it. But what we're, and we'll talk about the wrong way in a minute. We're talking about not attacking personally or screaming yes. personally at people. But another right way, I do want to emphasize this because I think it's important. The right way is to make sure those that you are preaching to understand they are a sinner mm -hmm. and they understand the penalty of sin is hell and their only hope is Jesus Christ. And so oftentimes we're criticized because we are preaching the gospel, but that is how that Christ died for our sins. Right. They have to realize they're a sinner and that he was buried, you know, and rose again the third day, according to the scripture. But the fact is they have to know they're a sinner. Yeah. We see that example all throughout the Bible. It won't take time to share that, the woman at the well and everything else when the Lord deals with her. So we're not talking about just going out there and saying, God loves you. No, that's not what we're talking about. The gospel, mm -hmm. you first must realize you're a sinner. You're going to die and go to hell. And your only hope is the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. And so that's encapsulated with our messages with what the verses we quote and what we're trying to do. And, uh, but yes, but we're out there proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think now this would be a good time and we can spend some time on this hmm. about the wrong way. Brother DJ, why don't you start us off about the wrong way? Well, one way that <laughs> is a wrong way is when you tell people to turn from their sin, turn yeah. from being an adulterer, turn right? from being yes. a liar, turn from this, turn from that. So what if they turn from every single one of those things, but they still rejected the Lord Jesus Christ? Right. They're going to die and go to hell. They mm -hmm. need to realize that they're a sinner. They, they've rejected um, the free gift that Christ died on the cross for their sins. Yeah. And no matter how much you're turning over a new leaf or get a better life going, if they don't reject who they are yeah. and look to the Savior to save them from themselves and, do, and have Christ do for them what they can't do for themselves, they're, just, they're on their way to hell. 
without yeah. a remedy. But Jesus Christ is that remedy for sinners, that they can be saved from sin. So it's not a turning from sin, but it's a turning to God, a crying out, realizing who God is, and that his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is that man, Christ Jesus. Amen, brother. Praise the Lord. Another example I can think of that... Uh, some uh, back in some day at, a, at the Arab festival in Dearborn, uh, some uh, mm. some guys decided they'd sure. put a pig's head on a pole and go walking around in their beach bum clothing and stuff like that. And you really, besides uh, <laughs> uh, them walking around this this pig's head on a pole, they were really quite a spectacle. Yeah, and they really didn't even get the opportunity to preach the gospel because at an Arab festival they were already just riling up the people for the publicity and for the. <laughs> just to kind of make a name for themselves. But you know what? The gospel wasn't preached that day by them. Right. But there was another group of street preachers there that still ran into some opposition and some and some resistance, but the gospel was preached by that group. Amen. And they continued to preach while the pig's head group was having to get herded by the police and run off and escorted to a different location because the people were starting to get violent and throwing things at them. Well, the other group... Uh, preachers just continue to preach the gospel. Yeah, amen, brother. And well, I'll, talk, I'll comment more about that first. But brother Brian, why don't you pick up in some things about the wrong way? It just what he what he's saying is super important. There's another right. group of street preachers that give us a bad name, that yeah. give Jesus Christ and the ministry a bad name, but they actually are biblical. What you're saying is wrong. <laughs> Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. You're supposed to show them their sins. Not you're not, but I'll explain it. <laughs> they come to John the Baptist. What shall we do then? Right. John didn't say, and this is getting dispensational. I shouldn't have went there, but John there didn't go. say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What did he say? He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. He that hath meat, let him do likewise. The publicans came and said, what shall we do? And he said, exact no more than that which is appointed you. The soldier said, what do we do? John the Baptist said, do violence to no man. So dispensational truth there. He's not telling them to believe on Jesus Christ. He's preaching against sin. Sure. And these street preachers that go out there and preach against sin, and they mock and they make fun of That's some other right. reason not to do it the wrong way. Ha, 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 look at you, you whore with that skirt too short. Right, right. Hey, you bunch of drunken fool. You're gonna, you need to quit your drinking. There's people who go out there and preach against sin and tell these sinners to quit sinning. You can quit sinning, and you're going to die and go to hell. Right. But they're biblical, but that's Old Testament. Yeah. John right, the Baptist right. was Old Testament. Right. That's prophets. I'm going through the prophets in uh, the Institute. Amos is sent to warn them about coming judgment to Israel and to get Israel to repent so God doesn't chastise them and bring in Nebuchadnezzar and bring in Sennacherib and Assyria. Old Testament ministry was to preach against sin. They were to preach on politics and preach on the sure. king and get people to turn from their sins. Jonah went to Nineveh and... Right. God saw that they repented. God saw that they repented and uh, they turned Turn from, from their, their sins yeah, right. in Jonah. And God spared Nineveh because of that. That's the Old Testament. We're not sure. Old Testament prophets. Right, We're in the New Testament. Paul didn't do that. Peter didn't walk around with pig heads. Yeah. These people, uh, Timothy and Titus and Silas, they didn't make fun and mock sinners. They preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't do it in anger. They did it in sure. love. Yeah. So yeah, don't do it angrily. Don't mock them. Don't make fun of sure. them. And don't tell them to turn from their sins. The stupidest thing you can do like, right if you're gonna go to hell might as well enjoy your sins have fun man sure. Pleasure sin. like wh why would you tell them that turn from their sin but you don't preach the gospel right so, yeah that's not good no that's good all that stuff you hit and uh, again i i don't mind um drawing lines in the sand and i don't mind calling names when it comes to folks that i i want no dealing with and the group with the pig and the group that does it wrong you know they're typically associated with sopa street preachers of america and again, I always gave them the benefit of the doubt. I didn't know much about them until I went to the Republican National Convention. And there SOPA was. And uh, brother, it broke my heart because they preached just that. They were, they were calling young ladies, mm. you know, all types of names. They were falsely accusing them. They were calling them, you know, all this wicked things. How do you know what she does? Just the way she's dressed. And, you know, and, and they got a big controversy stirred up and they're not preaching the gospel. They're telling people to turn for sins. So listen, just because you're on the street corner doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. Amen. And again, the problem is they're not dispensational. They don't know their Bible. Right. They don't have their doctrine down. Right. And they think they are Old Testament prophets rebuking the nation of Israel when they don't understand that they are New Testament gospel preachers that God's committed unto them the ministry of reconciliation. Right. Mm. We're supposed to preach the word of reconciliation. Yeah. And so just because they street preach, I don't want anything to do with them. Right. Neither. And uh, so there was a line. That's one one downfall I see with some street preachers. They think just because someone stands on a corner they're, that they're you know they're a fellow soldier in Christ. You better be careful right. uh, who you street preach with. And I'll follow that with this. And this one I'll be more delicate with is I, your spirit does matter at least 
if I'm going to straight preach with you. I know Paul talks about some preach Christ with contention and all that. Well, they can preach Christ with contention without me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll let them run their race. I'll run mine. Right. But for us at Lighthouse and when we go out as a church, I would just encourage the listeners and viewers, listen, lost people, are they do and dress and act the way they do because they're lost. Right. And we are the ones that have the light, the truth, the gospel, and so we should not be angered when they curse us out or flip us off or say things. We should understand they're in darkness right. and our heart should be, we want to see them get saved by the grace of God, but have the boldness to preach the truth to them. And so someone's spirit and how they handle themselves does matter to me also um, if I'm going to street preach with them. But uh, uh, we could go on with other wrong ways. we got just a few moments left. I'll give you gentlemen's time to make any closing comments. Um, we don't have anyone else that had comments, anyone else. Hmm. And I'll go back afterwards and look. It looks like YouTube has a little technical error up there, so we're probably not getting comments from YouTube. But if you're on Facebook and you have any last comments, we'd love to hear them from you. Uh, but gentlemen, we probably got about three, four minutes left. And so, Brother DJ, why don't you give us any closing thoughts in regards to street preaching, anything you want? Well, street preaching is a great blessing, and it allows you to identify with your Savior yeah. and lifts up His name. He is magnified and glorified when you preach in the right spirit. The Bible talks about um, to some of the uh, apostles that they knew not what manner of spirit they were of because they wanted to call down fire. Mm. Yep. And yeah. you better be careful, street preacher, right. of what uh, spirit you are portraying because there's a spirit of God, there's a spirit of this world, there's a spirit of man, and so you better be careful that you're operating by the spirit of God, that that Holy Spirit that resides within you, you're letting him do the talking, and you're just being the mouthpiece and allow him to, to flow through you, because it does, the uh, the message is very important, but the message can be affected by your method, or the sure. messenger can affect that message. You can make Christ a reproach, sure. you can make him a, a disdain by your own actions, because the, the preaching of the cross is already offensive Amen. enough, yes. just in itself. It, we yes. don't have to add to that by uh, by the way we demonstrate ourselves in such a manner that is ungodly sometimes, it, that it just uh, it causes the lost to just completely be disdained. And I realize uh, the lost, they're going to get offended by the, the preaching of the Word of God. So that, let the Word of God do the cutting in people's hearts that they could be cut in the heart or... Maybe they might be pricked in the heart instead of cut to the heart. So uh, street preacher or a Christian out there, yeah. be aware of your, your countenance and how you do what you do, because your motives and what you do matter to God. Amen, brother. I concur with that 100%. Uh, brother Brian, kind of uh, closing thoughts in regards to anything in regards to street preaching. I'll just read a few verses. Acts twenty twenty, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, mm -hmm. Paul speaking, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. So Paul was a public street preacher. What did he preach? Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, not turn from your sins or you're an evil sinner. Paul didn't preach that in the book of Acts right. or, or in his epistles. That's Old Testament. Repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And then... 2024, but none of these things move me, neither count on my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and ministry, which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Paul was a public preacher. Amen. He preached the gospel of the grace of God, and he preached repentance, but that doesn't mean turn from your sins and mock people. Sure. <laughs> Read the Bible. Amen. New brother. Testament, and you'll see. That'll back up what I'm saying. <laughs> No, absolutely, gentlemen. And I think, you know, street preaching has done so much for me personally in my life. I've seen so much fruit from it uh, from Christians. And uh, we, have a, we have a couple more comments here. So let's read those before we close out. And this one is from, I recognize that family in that picture. And I'll try to read this. I should have made it a little bit bigger. But this is Derek Doherty. Yeah. I'm on my mom's Facebook account. The first time I street preached was probably a year ago at our Awake Street Ministry. We've been going street preaching recently with Jonathan Greenshield, and we've and we're going street preaching tomorrow. I'm 14 years old, and now I love going street preaching whenever I can. And what a testimony that is! And uh, he's got more uh, guts than most adults. Yeah, at 14. And uh, brother DJ, I'm sure you are well pleased Amen. with Amen. where your son is at in regards to his desire to street preach. What do you say about that? Oh, it is just a blessing to see your children 
follow after the things of God. I know I'm not a perfect dad and I've got so much to learn. And I'm just thankful that my children could see and forgive me for when I don't get it right, but I could just try to point him to the Savior Amen. to see the zeal in his life that he can look past his earthly dad to his heavenly father. Amen, and the brother. example that God would have for him to do to follow his Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he he will never get it wrong. And his example and his uh, for us is perfect. And so that he could see past a, a, a fallen father to one that is a perfect father and just following the what God would have him to do. Amen. Well, we're thankful for you, Derek, and all the young men and, and uh, from Lighthouse and the other churches that you fellowship with and street preach with, encourage one another. Got another comment here. This is from Brother Peter. Brother Peter joined us earlier. It's a blessing to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with you, brethren. Thank you for showing me how to preach the Word of God the right way. You all have been a great blessing to me. God bless. Well, Brother Peter, we think the same thing about yeah. you. And... Uh, well, I know we could continue, and I would love to continue, but um, don't tell anyone, but my wife will be screeching here shortly. <laughs> She's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> so no, we have to sign off. She's going to be doing a ladies meeting. I won't tell you who or where. So she's already nervous enough. Keep her in prayer, uh, but she'll be doing a ladies meeting for another church virtually. So we got to give up the studio, gentlemen. Okay. The Word of a King podcast is going to turn into a ladies meeting here shortly. And, uh, but uh, gentlemen, queen. it's been a great blessing. It's uh, I love serving the Lord Jesus Christ with you all. I'm encouraged. I'm glad that we go out and street preach. And uh, I don't have our outro music. I did forget that. But I'll close with this as we typically close, Brother Brian. Do something for the Lord.